Good. I'm gonna look at all the how the mixer your mixer works. You get six. You get six XLRs on it. Yeah. Nice. It's got British EQs. That's nice. Yep. I don't know what that means. Uh, it means that they're uh, a little effete. Uh, <laughs> it does say neoclassic British three-band EQs for warm and musical sound. So uh, these are like the ones that Led Zeppelin used? No, I mean, no matter what you guys say, this is going to sound like a musical episode. A real smooth, real smooth and yeah. analog. That's going to come out real smooth and analog. <laughs> yeah, analog. Wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, but you'll it's notice all the dials uh, go to nine. Go to nine, yeah. Don't <laughs> even bother even singing anymore. Just Mind your head. I know. It's it's like auto tune for improvisers. I love it. Oh, if only I could make good choices too. <laughs> anyway, choice tune. Oh, choice tune. <laughs> Let's go to the store. Just try. Let's go to a specific <laughs> store. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> I'm opening up it's the factory. I'm already in the factory. Turn it up, turn it up. They decided to. They went. Oh, look at that. Like Who that. are you? Oh, Dad, I mean. <laughs> dad with a history. Oh, dad and, with history. And why are you important to me? Yeah, right there. It's right you there. Are you are important to me important because. because. Studio great compressor. I love it. This is a great yeah, and, and turn on the compression and this and the lines get shorter. That's how you do short form. Words. That's how you do short form. No, just turn on compression. That's the difference between long form and short form. The compression button. It's really easy. Yeah. People make it so hard, it's not. It's all in the mixer. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. So whatever you do, when you next time you're a huge, do not press the compression button on their soundboard. Otherwise their whole mission form will be out the window. Or just be short form and then like, that's what you were talking about, Doug. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to catch up. First, we'll have a little chat. Then put on our Now it's time for Next Step And we're here today with Doug and Doug from Woo-hoo. Comedy Sports Twin Cities. We're also a law firm. Yeah. <laughs> what? For all your needs. Uh, if you guys could, please introduce yourselves with last names. Uh, my name is Doug Nethercott. I am the artistic director for Comedy Sports Twin Cities and have been since about 2002. That sounds about right. Oh, I, yeah, I guess it was, yeah. Yeah, it's been about that long. Yep. And I've been a, I'm a 21-year veteran of performing with them. Is that right? Wow. Yes. I'm Doug Okar. I guess I'm general sales manager and a co-owner of CSC Twin Cities Theater, mm-hmm. a home of comedy sports. Sure. Uh, I've been doing it since 1990, I guess. Wow. I guess. Did you start in Minnesota? Though? I started in Kansas City. Woohoo! Yes, Kansas City. They, you know, we did a lot of barbecue scenes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That were those like the transaction scenes of the Twin Cities? Yeah, it was just always. Yeah, it was okay. just a. There was always an agenda. Yeah. So that was a long time, but I, I was about six months down there, okay. and then moved up here to the Twin Cities for, for friends. Cool. If you can believe that. And also joining us today from Comedy Sports Twin Cities is... Philip Simondet. I've been a cast member for about two years. Uh, and you are also the weekly co-host... Of Next Up At, the quiet weird one. And your host, as always, is... <laughs> is Matt McLeod, uh, the one who does the interview. We know our places. It's very yep. nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, that was actually pretty smooth, Philip. I've been practicing. Really? At home. Oh. Mm-hmm. In front of the mirror, or do you just... No, I can't. Work up. I'm working up to mirror okay. <laughs> right now. Right now, it's just in front of a wall because I can't take that much feedback yet. Okay. okay. Quiet, weird one. No, 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 no. Quiet, weird one. No. The audio bouncing off the wall is already yeah. a Enough. little too much. Enough. That's fair. Uh, so, Doug, Doug, and Philip. Th- so, this is one of many different comedy sports uh, theaters. 
But each one kind of runs itself a little bit differently. Is that is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, we all sort of fall under the umbrella of CSZ Worldwide. Okay. So it's uh, think of it as sort of a collective, a group. Um, Comedy Sports was started back in 1984 yeah, in Milwaukee, that. Wisconsin, right. and uh, grew from there. And uh, over the years, we've been known as the World Comedy League, as the Comedy League of America, mm-hmm. and most recently uh, under CSZ Worldwide. And, and it's been um, really great to have sort of a, a sort of a leadership a panel, of, an executive board of other owners and managers from across the country coming together and helping you know, sort of solidify branding, solidify logos sure. and marketing and stuff like that. The less fun stuff. The less fun stuff, yeah. exactly, yeah. But um, the idea would be that even though each CSZ city is run independently, that if you're going to perform comedy sports, which all CSZ cities do, there are certain guidelines you have to sort of abide by. There will always be a red team and a blue team. Sure. There will always be a referee. There will always be a field. There will always be... Uh, loyal fans, not audience members, things along those lines, more terminology, but uh, the performance style, uh, some of the game names and, mm-hmm. and things like that are all sort of to each their own at the at that club. I couldn't oh, disagree more with that statement. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but go on. Oh, okay. Uh, is, is this so if somebody walks into, say, CSE, uh, Kansas City or Milwaukee, uh, and then comes to the Twin Cities. They know more or less what they're walking into, even if the style and the comedy might be different regionally. Exactly. Yeah, okay. they want to make sure that, I mean, we don't want to go as far as like, hey, every Big Mac is the same kind of thing. Sure, right. We want it to feel like, hey, if you know sort of what you're getting into, then you feel more comfortable accepting the kind of comedy that might come out. Some some teams are more physical. Sure. Some teams are more cerebral. Some teams... More uh, sweaty. More sweaty, yeah. Right. Some teams... Uh, they structure their show slightly differently, the number of games, the type of games, that sort of thing. Yeah. Some longer, shorter shows. But the the idea, the feel, the the sports aspect of it, yeah. that will yeah. all be there. The basic elements. Mm-hmm. Okay. The competition factor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or the competition. Yes. In air air quotes. quotes. Yes. So let's get into it for anybody who doesn't know what uh, comedy sports is. Uh, it's a short form theater, mm-hmm. which is, I, I know that people who I know that are in comedy sports uh, liken it to somebody who doesn't know anything about what's happening there to the show, whose line is it anyway, to some extent at least. Uh, and then from there, how would you describe what a show would look like to somebody who hasn't been there before? Well, I mean, it has a little bit of that game show feel yeah, to it right. uh, with the two teams and being challenged to different games and the the audience uh, votes each round who, who gets the points. And mm-hmm. so it's very, and again, being short form, it's very fast action. Mm-hmm. Uh, all scenes are probably four minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I'm doing the scene, then it feels like six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, it's only been two. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it's very, uh, so very high energy and things go quick mm-hmm. and uh, and so we just pull the audience along with us and very positive uh, we try to keep things moving mm-hmm. um, so that uh, so that hopefully the audience feels like well oh, it's over already mm-hmm. uh, rather than wow what do we we should go now so. <laughs> well and to a uh, comedy sports has uh, and this is again part of the CSE worldwide mission that comedy sports will always be if it's called comedy sports all ages. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can bring your kids, you can bring your aunts and uncles, you can bring the whole family, you can bring your first date, you can bring your Cub Scout troop, you can bring your uh, office party, mm-hmm. and no one has to worry about there being something off-color or mm-hmm. off-putting, mm-hmm. and everyone has a good time. It's it's a feel-good party yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with that touch of competition to sort sure. of give that edge. 
And it's it's interesting. Like I've been across the country, performed at many different comedy sports shows sure. in comedy sports cities, and uh, it's amazing how fans across the country react differently. In Minnesota, everyone's very even keeled. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, the both teams did very well. There's, <laughs> very, I, there's such nice young men and women. I I just don't know. And then I go to Milwaukee, and there's clearly the audience is like, no, boo, and and they really buy into it. So it's fun yeah. just to. You know, see how different people react to it. But sure. for the most part, people, like Doug said, high energy, good time. Get out there. Mm-hmm. Quick sidebar, Philip. Ooh, sidebar. Yeah. Um, uh, he said that the performers are supposed to be not off-putting. Um, I am always on the verge of getting fired. Okay. okay. Yes, I know this. Uh-huh. It's not a secret. Okay. There have been many discussions. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, I'm tr- working on it mm-hmm. at home against the wall against in my the bedroom. Wall? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does the wall give you any feedback? Too much. Oh. Yeah. All right. Sidebar over. Sidebar over. <laughs> Should I not be standing on the other side of the wall? <laughs> <laughs> our, our sidebar security is terrible. It's, <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. Come on. Hey. So the referee is is a is a key part of the mm-hmm. uh, of, of the dynamic at comedy sports. Yes. As is like the the God voice, the the tech and stuff like that. Uh, this all kind of plays into part of the show. Could you kind of explain? And you know, Twin Cities in general is known as like integrating tech in interesting ways. Uh, could you talk a little bit about how uh, maybe those elements make it a more complete show, and maybe a little bit about the audience participation, which is a significant part of the show too? Since I've been doing improv in Minneapolis, there's always been sort of those people who were sort of technophiles. They mm-hmm. really enjoyed not only being on stage but also the like how to present it the best yeah you know people like butch roy really spearheaded that um at the brave new workshop when you know started with improv gogo and he took the reins there and would be like how can we how can we present this so it's not just a bunch of improvisers laughing at each other in a room but really make it feel like a show even though it's all for your friends and then as that grew and more audience members started to come who weren't improvisers sort of showing them that this is a legitimate art form Mm -hmm. and i i think at at Comedy sports from our inception, uh, I shouldn't say from our inception, but from about two or three years into comedy sports starting in Minneapolis, we had a theater. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. which not all comedy sports are lucky enough to actually perform in their own theater. So, we were able to create what we wanted it to look like. We mm-hmm. have it feel more theatrical. We use a lot more blackouts mm-hmm. uh, to forward scene. It becomes very cinematic or more mm-hmm. like a play. And uh, I think that's sort of helped create how we present comedy sports in Twin Cities and how it becomes different, again, like we were saying, to another comedy sports. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's uh, just as important to create a, mm-hmm. a feeling to cre- and, and to create that legitimacy for those who have never sure. seen improv before. And also on top of that, letting a tech explore to create mood with lighting to create mm-hmm. mood, with uh, the quickness of blackouts, to uh, pacing, mm-hmm. and that they become just as much a part of the storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's so key to presenting some of the great genre improv that we see in the Minneapolis, but yeah. also creating a show like Comedy Sports, where we might do a musical and a horror movie and a family sitcom all in the same show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where a lot of that came out of. I think uh, those genres, especially like replays and things, were. Sometimes you needed those little extra, you know, the sound, a sound or a light to help create that environment 
and then and you realize that you you just want that all the time after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we found two. We also have um, or try to have at every comedy sports show a, a musician, usually a keyboardist who plays along, either underscoring or then we can also play musical improv games. Mm-hmm. And the shows where we can't secure a keyboardist because they're all so busy yeah. being talented. Um, <laughs> it, you miss that. You're saying like, oh, what's this show missing? And the, the audience who is there that night may never realize anything was missing because your tech is filling in with background music, stuff like that. You, you as the performer are like, oh, there's just something not quite right. Or mm-hmm. you know, I wish there was, oh man, so-and-so would have really put a great musical sting here. Mm-hmm. So we, we have built up the idea that we want to present the best show that we possibly can. And these are this, these are the pieces that we've put together over the years and realized, Oh, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the tradition in Minneapolis of not just legitimizing improv, but sort of the support from the rest of the community to help that legitimacy. Mm-hmm. It makes us all want to be better. Is there a specific philosophy that you give to the actors? And is there a specific philosophy that, that you build your show around? ahead of time by uh, by how you put together the different games that are going to be played in a specific set. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just wondering if, uh, like, how you how you direct the actors. Because uh, I know you have regular rehearsals with mm-hmm. them. Yeah, we have them twice a month. Right. Yeah. I, well, for, for me, as the quote-unquote, again, artistic director, um, and, and this is a position, again, started in 2002, relatively a new idea for comedy sports. I- I, th- um, I think that it's actually artistic director. It is actually. There's yeah, no okay. air quotes here. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we finally took those down. Th- yes. Uh, I'm, I've always been, because I'm also an actor. I've come yeah. from, mm-hmm. I, got, I have a BA in theater from the University of Minnesota. I've been acting since I was eight. Right. I come from that point of view of good storytelling. So yeah. I don't care if you're doing a game where you go backwards and forwards mm-hmm. within the scene. I don't care if you're doing a game where the referee's constantly making you make new choices. Yeah. I want to make sure that you are presenting a good story. Yeah. Solid characters, good relationships, the whole nine yards. Ba- the, the basics of good improv. Right. Uh, which uh, basic of improv, good play, good musical, good whatever, good theatrical event. So that's what the point of view I come from. Is as long as you are have that solid base, mm-hmm. then you can do whatever you want on top of that. You can do Star Trek. You can do... Uh, Shakespeare. You can do all that stuff as you long as you can even be off putting. You can even be off putting. <laughs> well, what's what's beautiful is, you know, we ask players at comedy sports, we're not performers, we're players because we okay. do sport, to cultivate your own right. sort of persona. Uh, which I've heard. Yeah. Which is really cool. Anyway, sorry. But just like, you know, like, you know, if, if you go and watch a football game yeah. and you see, uh, you know, Tiki Barber out there on the field, uh-huh. uh, his persona on the field is going to be slightly different than his persona off the field. Not 100%, but slightly. So we say the same thing at comedy sports. The fill-up that you might see performing on stage is going to be slightly less off-putting than the Philip Yumi (laughs) offstage because he's cultivating that awesome persona. Um, And and so I think that's it sort of all feeds that idea of, you know, you have... The, the show you're presenting, which is comedy sports, sure. so it's full of these personas that we have cultivated that aren't our real people. And then we are performing based good improv that we can then layer on this the gimmicks and the games. Yeah. And that's where you have to start. And again, like I say, other teams have other philosophies. Mm-hmm. Some go more physical. And so it's all, it's pratfalls and it's, it's uh, wacky comedy in that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what their audiences love. And that's great. Yeah. 
Which is also funny. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Three I mean, Stooges is still funny. Yeah, There's no doubt. Funny. No doubt. I mean, I think also, I mean, uh, going along with the, the personas, I, I think um, we want them to go in there with a sense of fun. So, like, they're having a great time because that's infectious to the audience. Yeah. Uh, and they, that, they, came, they come to see us having a great time on stage. So, we have to, we want to pull them along with us in, the, in just a, a great yeah. night. Uh, so, and I, and I think we take that attitude of, we go to perform. Not that we're doing inside jokes, but we're, if I can make uh, one of the other players laugh, yeah. not by not by an inside joke, but by doing something that surprised them. It's genuine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, then uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, Does that happen frequently? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Not when I do it, but I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, I I think you know that's the the goal is if you can surround yourself with the right yeah. people, mm-hmm. you can create the most amazing things. And I, that, that's, you know, we're always looking to, um, to diversify the kind of comedian that performs at comedy sports. And I think this is true across the board. People are looking for a way to bring different voices. And it's just like, uh, this, maybe your timing is slightly different or the type of comedy you do is slightly different. You know, maybe you're a more of a Maria Banford fan and less of a Jeff Foxworthy fan. Sure. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to pull in someone who's also a Jeff Foxworthy fan right. because an audience member is going to come in and they're going to get that smorgasbord of comedy, which to them is, is the best. And for us is like, great. Because then I'm going to laugh while you're doing this and you're going to laugh while I'm doing that and we're all going to have fun. Well, I, I don't remember who said it, but uh, like somebody who's really smart surrounds themselves with people who are really smart. Abraham Lincoln. And, but disagree with them. Yeah. Uh, and so like it, it kind of what you're saying is like you surround yourself with comedians who are really good, but are different. Like, yes. The, so the, it's the difference that makes it uh, a lovely mix. Yeah. The, beauty, the, the wonderful different skill sets and different knowledge and mm-hmm. different schools. I, I mean, we have people who have gone off to do, you know, they've done intensives at Second City and they've taken, you know, every level of every, yeah. every class that is offered in, in Minneapolis. Right. And they bring such a great perspective. And we have people who walked in off the street who were like, oh, I thought this would be fun to try. And they just get cast because yeah. of their unique point of view. Right. And the money that they have. Right. right. Oh, yes. The yeah. Money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the bribery that goes on. At of Congress. course. <laughs> uh, we're like like FIFA. Uh-huh. Uh, we are one of the most <laughs> corrupt sporting organizations in the entire world. Um, Edit that out. I, so <laughs> I'd like my daughter to make it in soccer. <laughs> So how do you put together shows? Like what, what is the philosophy behind, uh, like, do you put, I'm, you have to put a lot of thought into the specific lineup of games. So like, how do you decide what goes where and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and so for the audience experience? Well, I know for sure that, uh, without going to the specifics of the games, I know we, we like to, we like to do some sure what a games right up. Oh, shouldn't tap this table, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get that. Hello. Uh, uh, we definitely have games that we like to start off with that are that are surefire that sure. they, that draw the audience in, and so that so that they they get comfortable with the show, and and then if the audience is with us, then we like then we'll experiment with some other ones that we uh, that we like to try or break change it up uh, for sure. But we also have a, we we have a kind of a, a basic format we do for the comedy sports part of the show. Our format is uh, we do a head-to-head game to open the show. Head-to-head means an all-play, so all six performers on both teams are doing something together. Uh, That usually ends with a clear winner or and a clear clear loser so that the audience is clear, oh, this is a competition. Right. 
Um, then okay. um, we have two scene games, which, you know, which basically uh, in this round are audience choice. We go off of a list in our program mm -hmm. that the audience chooses. So we know that there's a set number of games. I think there's 16 in the program. And we're going to play two of those 16 games in this mm -hmm. round mm -hmm. based on audience choice. We don't know which two, but we're fine with that. Mm -hmm. uh, then we do another all play head to head game followed up by uh, five things, which is a mime and gibberish guessing game, which Love is that. yeah, which yeah. is pretty much like a comedy sports standby. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've been doing it for years. It, the yeah. audience loves it because they're confounded and, and entertained by it. When we come back from our intermission, nay, our halftime, because we're a sport, Ooh, do you like that? Yeah. Um, we then do another head to head. Wait, air quote halftime? No, it's, well, it's a real halftime. Okay. It's approximately <laughs> halftime. It's our artistic director <laughs> halftime. Uh, we'll do another all play game, uh, another head to head game there, followed by two more scene games mm -hmm. of our choosing. And then we'll end with a, a sort of a, a last chance game, which is a jump out one joke game. Now, the, the two scene games, the second half, we choose those based off of what we think the audience's reactions were in the first half. Sure. And also, we want to give them, again, a variety yeah. of choices. Uh, so if we haven't had a genre game, we might throw one in the second half. Sure. If we haven't had a musical game, we'll throw in a second half. Um, and we do also do at least one audience volunteer game where we actually pick some from the audience and perform with them. So if one of those has not been performed in the first half, we'll definitely do it in the second half. So yeah. it really is like improvised on the fly. You're like you're taking yeah. into account what you're seeing in front of you and what the audiences are gravitating towards and you're customizing it. I think that's, that's one of the, the beauties of comedy sports. The format is that with those breaks about every four minutes, you can, you can change course. Yeah, you, you can, can call an audible if it's something, you know, sure. the audience mm -hmm. is reacting to certain ways. That's and, really cool, though. Yeah, and, we, and there's some surefire top hit games that sure. no matter what kind of audience you have, they really love. And if, if you have an audience that's kind of cold to start with and you and so you need to really warm them up, well, then maybe we don't let them choose a game right away. We give them a sure. top 20 hit and then... That gets them warmed up a little bit, and then we can experiment some more. Yeah. But yeah, that that four minute break really allows you to take into consideration what do they like. How mm -hmm. can we either make that better, or now that we have them, let's give them something different and see if they enjoy that too. Sure. Approximately, how many games are in your stable, give or take? I, th I think if you were to take into, into consideration literally all the games we could play, yeah. there's probably a hundred and fifty, yeah, two hundred okay. games. Yeah. Wow. Some of them were invented and and some of them are just slightly the same yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah th sure. it's this game with a hat <laughs> that kind of thing so are, are they all uh, made up by comedy sports people or are they like like taking spolen games and yeah i think so or so yeah or just renamed in a certain way or there's just a little bit, bit difference to them or okay. we thought there was a new game and then yeah well i mean that happens well, yeah, yeah. I, discovery right right yeah. you i think you know there are some that were basically i mean a directed story Sure. That's an exercise that people have been doing in improv classes probably since Doug Close was like, I want to do improv. Or Stanislavski. Maybe yeah, even, it's just yeah. Thing of pointing at someone and saying, speak. And when I take my finger away, you're going to stop. But then your partner will pick up where you left off. Yeah. That's teamwork. That's kismet. That, you know, yeah. that stuff. Synergy. And I think turning it into a game isn't, I mean, that's just us being like, well, we already do this for warm-ups. Yeah. Let's just do it on stage. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, not every warm-up will make a good game. We have learned that. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that's very true. <laughs> uh, we, we do have a big uh, convention every year, a world championships, if you will. Yeah. Again, sports, um, where we share ideas for new games. Yeah. And that's how 
Uh, God, that's got to be fun. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, this year it happens next week in Indianapolis. Okay. And there's 275 people from across yeah. the world yeah, coming to share comedy sports. And so, you know, that's where you pick up some new games and some of them are great and some of them aren't. And, and, and last time I checked, uh, Twin Cities has won that recently, right? 2000, what was that? Uh, about was 10 that years ago now. Was it nine? Maybe. I know we won it. We were clear champions in about 15 years ago. Yes. Then we were co-champions about 10 years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we, were, we were one of the only teams to ever win a world championships, not in our home, <laughs> uh, home uh, court. Yeah. So we, we took we took the championship right away from Milwaukee, out of their beard brought hands and <laughs> huddled over them. Are, are there kind of fun rivalries between the cities and stuff? I a lot, yeah. Like uh, I like Chicago, Milwaukee have a fun rivalry. Yeah. Um, I think L.A. and New York have a fun rivalry sure. just because you know East Coast West Coast. Yeah. And then there's just also just cities you can't wait to wait to play with just yeah. because they're so amazing yeah. that uh, you just you learn just by. Being on stage with them. Well, what's what's nice is since we're all across the country, it allows us to to formulate fake rivalries. You sure, know? sure, sure. I, every year in uh, Richmond, Virginia, at their comedy sports, they held the tournament of South, of uh, northern, northern aggression. Tournament of northern aggression, <laughs> where all the teams from like Boston, New York, Philadelphia send some people down, and teams from uh, uh, from Virginia play against them as as you know North versus South. It's it's silly, but it's fun. Speaking of silly but fun, oh, uh, that's the most positive thing yeah, you've I know. ever said. About I know, me. right? <laughs> uh, uh, Is this just a podcast <laughs> about your depression? Is it? <laughs> Actually, you know what, Philip, we're not ready for it yet. Oh, uh, gosh. Boom. Okay. Oh, expectations raised. Yeah. Expectations. Oh, Go back down. to your wall, Philip. Where were we? <laughs> so, outside of doing all ages shows, you do do. Do do. Do uh, do. Nice segue. <laughs> nice segue. It's good. Uh, you do. Also do special shows on weekend nights, sometimes an NC-17 show, yeah. sometimes a, like a horror fest or something like that. Can you talk a little about, uh, a little bit about, a little bit about uh, the inception of those types of shows, uh, the reception of those, and how they kind of fit in a theater that is, uh, shisha, shisha, uh, that, that is uh, known for being all ages? And do all theaters do that? Do all CSC theaters do that? No. Okay, sorry. Some CSC theaters just do comedy sports. Uh, some CSC theaters have a whole week. I, I know in uh, Chicago, for example, Chicago at their theater, they have shows every night of the week. And a lot of them aren't uh, short form shows. They do a lot of musical stuff because, I mean, they have people from, you know, IO there. They have people from Second City there. So they run mm-hmm, the gambit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting. I, just really quick sidebar about Chicago is they do have house teams in Chicago. Okay. And um, what's so great is they cast these house teams. They have a coach from the professional comedy sports team, but then they have to formulate their own structure that involves short form games. So they don't get to actually play comedy sports. They have to create a new structure that also uses short form. That's awesome. So it's a, it's a great way for these house teams to practice short form games without any expectation of comedy sports. And then when they have auditions, they can choose to audition or they can just take their knowledge of short form and go off and do whatever they want to do with it, which I think is really cool. So back to uh, us. When we first decided to sort of expand uh, our repertoire of shows. Mm -hmm. uh, Is that French? I think so. There's an air quotes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> or as the French would say, air quotes. Um, <laughs> we had been doing, we had done in the past some offshoot groups of comedy sports players who want to do something different. Yeah. And this is, we're talking pre huge, pre improvagogo, sure. way back when. And um, we would do like one off, like once a month or once every other month, whenever we wanted to get together and try something new. 
And it wasn't until we moved into Calhoun Square in Uptown that we were like, okay, we have this theater. We have this sort of built-in crowd. Let's expand. Mm -hmm. Let's expand our shows. Let's expand our offerings. And at first, we were had to be really clear. This is not comedy sports. And we, we used to start those later shows by saying, who here thinks they're seeing comedy sports? And people would raise their hand and say, this isn't. This is not an ologist show. This is an 18 we plus do, show. We do, said the kids group. Yeah, said the Cub Scouts. It's like, oh God, what are you doing out on a Saturday night at 1030? What badge are you earning? Um, There's like 12 nuns yeah, sitting there. Yay. Um, so, Let it fly. And we, would, and, we would, and we would literally say things like, you know, this is not an ologist show. If you aren't comfortable with that, feel free to talk. You know, you can leave right now. No judgment. And, you know, talk to our concessionaire and you can get your money back or we'll give you a free ticket to come back and see comedy sports. Because we didn't want anyone to, yeah. to say this phrase. I went to comedy sports and they swore. I went to comedy yeah. sports and they did this scene about something that wasn't... And, and it was offensive. It was offensive. And yeah. it's like, no, no, you went to our theater and saw a different show that wasn't... So, that had um, a bunch of the comedy sports actors yeah. in it. And, and you, know, we, you know, we were not in our uniforms. So we, right. we really thought, like, how can we separate as much as possible sure. as sure, much as sure, possible sure. and um so now it, it's sort of evolved and grown and um so every friday night we do a genre-based show mm-hmm. and that's it runs the gamut from the disaster movies and horror movies like you said and then on saturday nights we do our nc-17 show mm-hmm. which is just a short form show with no censorship on it yeah and, and it's really it's, it's fun because it gives our performers an opportunity to spread their wings uh-huh. and do something different and it also gives our audience members a way to safely venture past comedy sports. Hey, you like comedy sports? You like the performers? Great. Now you can come see them do something different, which might open up their minds to try something else. So sure. in a way, comedy sports is that gateway improv, uh-huh. which might lead them down to actually one day enjoying a La Ronde. Yeah. yeah Who knows? Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's... Or heroin. <laughs> yeah, but that's—I mean—that's what you really want to see. That's at the concession stand. Oh well, yes, and it's not quite, anymore. We got busted. Quite affordable. Yeah. Well, you know, also I think uh, we were finding that our our later night crowd that people who are, want to see shows like they, they want it, they want to feel a little edgier. Uh, mm-hmm. they, yeah, uh, right. they want they they like a little bit of edgier county, and I and I think also it just uh, I mean less about us being just filthy show. It's not really it's just more letting the audience yell out what they want to yell out. And and feeling like it's uh, they're part of a an edgier show, mm-hmm. uh, but we you know we try to use it with intelligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I try. I mean, it, it yeah, works well, most yeah, time. Yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, yeah, it works all the time. Yeah. But I don't have to hide how off-putting I am. Right. right. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Philip shines like a beautiful light bulb. He takes that set wall and he moves it to the side. and He comes out and like a dull, soulless light bulb. Uh, <laughs> So much support. I love it. Yeah. One last question, probably. This is also a unique situation where the show is run in by the same people who run the theater uh, mm-hmm. itself. So you're keeping a theater alive, which is not easy to do. Uh, so could you talk a little bit about the business side of things? Uh, and you did mention very early on that CSE, the kind of umbrella corporation, not to be confused with. Uh, the Resident Evil Umbrella Corporation. Correct. Um, Although but... we do have a lot of mutants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're, again, they're way on the lower levels. Okay. But okay. they're going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can smash their heads. I think there's... I forget, you hit X or I don't forget. Yeah. What. Yeah. I think you hit yeah. X. Okay. But you do have the, the CSC worldwide to assist you with things like marketing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But how do you go about like... Uh, I mean, you guys are art people. 
generally. It's artists who are running a, a business. It's and I guess I guess this is probably more of a question for Doug, not Doug, right? Or Doug, not Doug, right? Uh, That's clear. Uh, we're have our show in Nickelodeon yeah. this fall, Doug, not yeah. Doug. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be great. Right. Uh, the Disney Channel will still be better than our show, but right. yeah, but yeah. it'll be good enough. We still got yeah. a show. <laughs> you'll, you'll still get syndicated. I mean, we're no the Thundermans, but we'll, I guess we'll save we'll some take. money in shooting in Australia. Anyway, what? You, you, you get where I'm going. I get yeah, where yeah. Going. yeah. What's great is that uh, Doug is one of our co-owners. We have a second co-owner, Mary Stratzel, mm-hmm. who unfortunately couldn't be here today. But she, she she's very business-minded. She actually okay, she actually runs a second business. It's a family business that her father started, and mm-hmm. now she and her sister run together. And so um, she's a very business-minded person. And um, she and Doug very very yin yang in that way. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Doug is sure, Okar is not sure, sure. is not <laughs> business minded, but um, together they work really well. They they balance each other out. They check some balances with each other, which is really nice. Because then I you know I can be try to be as creative as possible and say, well, what if we did this? What if we did this? And then they can sort of like process that, you know, pro and con it, and then come out the other side with a no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think too um, to support the kind of theater that we do. You have to sort of expand your idea of what you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of groups in the Twin Cities that do some of this already. But we we do a lot of private shows, a lot of mm-hmm. going into companies and doing team building. We do a lot of uh, shows for middle schools and high schools and churches. And, and that's another positive about being comedy sports is right. that as an all-ages show, you can say to a church, hey – you know, you're having a confirmation night. Yeah. We'll come down. We'll do a show. It'll be really yeah. fun. You guys will laugh. It'll be clean. And they're like, oh. So, you know, we can do, we do that. And you, and know, you have a standing brand that's time tested. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has, you know, been around so long enough. Now people have heard it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, even, even if sometimes you're surprised yourself. But yeah. And, and of course, it's around the country. Yeah. And now internationally. So mm-hmm. people. Oh, it is international. We have a, oh, yeah, we have a, that's why it's called Worldwide. We have a club in Manchester and a club in Berlin. Berlin, okay. yeah. So e- East or West? Uh, both. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's the same now. Maybe. What? Yeah. When did that happen? But, yeah, I, but I think you know any sort of any sort Try of the border. theater that uh, is out there. You know, we we are. You know, you you expand. You do classes. So we have a whole docket of classes, and we have a whole uh, gambit of different shows that we can bring to you. And and you know, we keep trying to find different ways to diversify. And, mm-hmm. and we've even had people call and say, like, do you have any performers who would come and do characters at our party? And because you work with improvisers, it's like, does anyone mm-hmm. want to do this? And I'd be like, sure, I'll do that. And yeah. you, know, we <laughs> you always also, have to ask first. Have to ask does first. anybody <laughs> want to do that? First? Uh, you know, we, have, we have people who are stand-ups in yeah. our, mm-hmm. in our um, group. So then it's like if anyone calls and says, do you have any stand-ups? Then we can say, yes, we do. Let's see if we can book something for them. Philip, Philip will do it yeah. right away. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a wall? <laughs> yeah, I do. I I face the wrong way, but I'll I'll do yeah. it. He stands in front of that wall, just facing. Got to have a stick. And That's the good. microphone's behind him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I think I you know you know having done you know having been in business with comedy sports, you know Minnesota has been in business for you know almost thirty years, and Mary and Doug have owned it now for 20, 25, 24 yeah, years. 20, uh, you know. It's about just diversifying wow. and figuring mm-hmm. out like what's the next way that we 21, can, 21 years. I'm what's sorry. the what's the next way that we can expand the brand, but mm-hmm. then also keep the business afloat and and you know go on to the next thing and be bigger and better and take over the world. Or again, just stay afloat. 
<laughs> well, speaking of somebody who's barely afloat, hey, now is the time in the show where I throw them. Are you more comfortable? That felt with that? better. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. <laughs> now is the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call Philip's Corner. It's Philip's Corner. Cha. You can do the auto tune later. <laughs> yes, we better on that one. Hi, welcome to Philip's Corner. Thank you, Philip. You'll notice I've barely said anything out loud. I feel like we didn't move at all. Well, now you're in uh, Philip's Corner. It's uh, velvet-lined and slimy. I see it. But this is the part where I get slash half to ask you questions. Uh, Why'd you put air quotes around that? (laughs) Uh, Your job is to answer so brilliantly that it seems like a good segment. Got it. Okay. Uh, I start by looking into your eyes. And extracting a question from your soul. Doug Nethercott. Philip. Do you prefer burgers or hot dogs? I am a burger man, Philip. Thank you for asking. Well, I enjoy a good medium burger. Can't be too well done. Um, It's got to be nice and juicy. I enjoy condiments. I'm a Mm. person who likes to add to. So the burger is a perfect uh, flat plate to add on the cheese, the pickles, mustard, ketchup, some relish. I don't care. I'll do some mayo, lettuce. Um, I'm a condiment guy, so a burger's the perfect palate. People put almost all those things on hot dogs, but it's not doesn't work out as well. Not as well. Not as well. It can roll off to either side. It's uh, it, it's also the, the method with which you have to then. It's harder to get the full bite. It gets too tall for your mouth. Mm-hmm. So I think the burger, because mm-hmm. you can then use your hands to really squish it down and mm-hmm. everything in one bite. The burger's the way to go, man. The burger. Great. Doug O'Carr. How strong are your hands? <laughs> well, they look like otter hands, <laughs> but but weaker. Otters are known for having like human-like hands. Well, I know, but they're tiny. Tiny, so but hands, tiny. My hands are tiny, too. Oh, like Donald Trump. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're going to go there. Yeah, I, I have weak hands. Why? That's what my wife says. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. They, they don't really use tools well, so uh, I just imagine I, I don't pick up a lot of lumber. I don't care. Nobody asks me to carry things. I mean, I know you can extend that to my arms as well, but I think it all starts with, with the way your hands look. So, But, Doug, you play guitar. Yeah, but badly. So Okay, I, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> just fretless. Ah. Although I do put condiments on my hand, it's like a hamburger. <laughs> Handburger? <laughs> Hamburger, yes. You can't resist. That's a good pun. Very good. Uh, okay, final question for both of you, yes. Doug and Doug. Yes. You're opening a burger joint together. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it called, and what is your burger specialty? Well, I think... Spanx? Spanx? <laughs> is that our specialty? <laughs> well, that could be too, yeah. <laughs> if you're naughty, come into Spanx? <laughs> well, I, I like I like hamburgers. Hamburgers, yeah, you're right. Hamburgers. And, and our specialty is the, uh, the two-handed burger. Ooh. Where you need two hands right, to fully yeah. get this burger down. Yeah. That sounds disgusting, but <laughs> I'm in my head really hungry again. <laughs> You're right. You have yeah. Chinese food, and an hour later, you want food again. Yeah, hamburgers. Home of the Spanx. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That has been Phillip's Corner. You guys ready to do some improv? Let's do some improv. Next up, So um, this is a traditional opening game for our show. Uh, it is called Shatner. Basically, it is a story told one word at a time when, if done right, sounds like William Shatner. Sure. Um, so uh, we just get two people. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll use Philip and Doug. Then that way that then we, can just, we can just rest. Um, but I'll ask, uh, well, what did you have for breakfast this morning? 
Uh, I had a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Delicious. So your suggestion is sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, Philip and Doug. Mm-hmm. Tell a one-word-at-a-time story about that. Philip, begin. When Larry woke up, he went to McDonald's because it had breakfast food. Larry knew that the sandwich would be fresh and tasty. I'll have number two, said Larry. What do you want, said the McDonald's cashier. I... Just stole you. Oh, I'm sorry, Doug. Stole is not a word. Ding, ding, ding. Stole. You're out. You're out. So, yeah, it's the game Shatner. Uh, 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 do you want to try one with Philip? Sure. I want to see sure, the two sure, hosts sure, sure. go at it. So, uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll give you uh, Doug's daughter played soccer today, so we'll give you soccer as a suggestion. Okay. Um, so, go ahead, uh, Matt. I have a big soccer ball. I have. Friends to play with. I'm cool. <laughs> Tweet. I'm sorry, Philip. You're not. Oh so. shit. <laughs> uh, that's a judgment call on my part. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Had to be called though. Uh, I, I think uh, it was pretty. There, there, there's some evidence. Let's try another one. This is gonna be a little bit different. Um, uh, Doug, who is a childhood hero of yours? Uh, that would be Bozo the Clown. Bozo the Clown. Um, you guys are gonna write a fan letter to yeah, Bozo do. the Clown. Uh, we'll start with you, Philip. Dear Bozo, when I watched your program last week, I knew that I wanted to be a clown. Your antics (laughs) became enlightening to me. I saw the best of pratfalls and somersaults because... You adore them. Please teach me. This is so creepy. Love. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> boy, butch. <laughs> Butchy boy. And that's the game of shot there. Yay. Yay. Unless you're from Chicago, then Bozo sound like, yeah, 1970s, Uh, look it up. This is another uh, traditionally opening game. Um, We don't perform it as much here in the Twin Cities. Banned? It's not banned. Oh. uh, But other teams really enjoy it. And so I'm going to force you guys to do it too. I might play along as well. So uh, this is a game called Yay Boo. Okay. This will play into some people. (laughs) Doug groans. This is going to play into some people's wheelhouses. But basically, um, you'll be on opposite sides of the same coin. You'll okay. be uh, making statements about something that are positive. One of you will be positive on the pro side. And when you say something positive, we'll all go, yay. And then the other person will say something negative mm-hmm. on the con side. And we'll go, boo. And you'll go back and forth until maybe you say something that's neither positive nor negative or doesn't elicit a clear yay or boo from the audience. And we go, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I like to place this more in sort of like, again, a story-based sort of thing. So uh, it gives you more to play with. But And there's no limit on your words. But try to elicit either a positive response or a negative response, sure. depending. So um, I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put Doug on the positive side. That's so, new. Yeah, I'll yeah, try that. I know. I'm going to put you on the on the con. Sure. Don't mind. Matt is Ma- on the con. Matt is yeah. on the con. So here we go. So Doug, um, you'll start. Uh, I need. Hey, Philip. Huh? What else is in your corner besides velvet and dank? Ooh, uncooked meat. Uncooked meat. <laughs> there you go, Doug. Uncooked meat is a suggestion uh, for this yay boo. Roger works for the FDA. Yay. yay! 
and he got food poisoning from doing testing. Boo. But because he got poisoned, others were alerted. Yay! But he died from his uh, from his food poisoning and didn't know that others were saved. Boo. But he came back assigned as an angel. Yay! <laughs> And all of his supporters never saw that happen. <laughs> oh, boo. boo. He gets high on life by himself. He doesn't <laughs> need support. <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry. Uh, what? Everybody needs support in this life. <laughs> See? Angel, even angels great? need support. <laughs> even angels need wings, Doug. Even right. angels need wings. Right. Ask Della Reese. Um, uh, Philip and I will do one now. Sure. Right. Uh, do you want to be on the pro or the con side, Philip? Do I want to play myself or the exact opposite? <laughs> <laughs> Philip will be pro. Yay. Give me a hobby of yours. Okay. Uh, let's go with... Improv. Uh, no, okay. Oh, uh, let's go with uh, playing role-playing games. Role-playing games, love it. So you're on the positive, Philip, whenever you're ready. Uh, all of uh, Sammy's friends are coming over to play Dungeons & Dragons tonight. Yay! Unfortunately, on the way there, the caravan carrying all of Sammy's friends got in an accident. Boo! But all the damage was only to the minivan. Yay! Except for Linda's mother, who didn't make it. <laughs> Boo! But she was about to die anyway. Yay! Yay! Still, six months is a long time. Life is precious. Linda had six months. Yeah. 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 Yay, boo. boo. But yeah. they were unproductive Great. six months. <laughs> boo. She wasted them on knitting <laughs> and taking pictures of her children. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> we'll do one more of these. Why not? Sure. It's so much fun. Uh, our host. D- oh, me. Okay, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll be D- in. Doug and Doug. Great. Okay, I'll be in the positive, Doug. All right. Because uh, you were in the positive last time. All yeah. right. And uh, Philip, mm-hmm. um, what is the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Uh, played Monopoly by myself. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. As as four separate people. Four separate. Wow. All right. <laughs> that's I don't that's, know that's amazing. That's great. That's that's amazing. Great. Wow. All right, oh playing Monopoly by, by yourself. yourself. Okay. If it's raining outside and your friends can't make it over, a great way to spend some time is playing Monopoly by yourself. Yay! Yay! Unless someone finds out you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> But playing by yourself means that you can be the dog and the thimble and the race car and the hat. Yay! Yay! But loneliness leads to an early grave. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> playing by yourself means that you're also the banker, which means that every now and then you can take some money for yourself. Yay! <laughs> playing by yourself sounds naughty. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> See, it's not that nerdy to play by yourself. <laughs> awesome. That again is the game. Yay, boo. Uh, it's, it's a fun game to play. Like Kids especially really enjoy getting into so, yelling. Could you play that game by yourself? 
You could. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, there's, it's so Yay. funny you say that. Um, we, <laughs> Great in the car, we, though. Great in the car. We actually yeah. encourage a lot of newer comedy sports players to play a lot of the games by themselves in their car. Uh-huh. You know, uh, or we, against the wall. Or against the wall, sure. depending on whether you're Philip or not. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you we do a lot of rhyming games. We do a lot of uh, mm-hmm. games where you have to like assign a letter and come up with you know like a word that goes with that letter. So just sure. if you're in your car, like see a license plate, think of what that does. That's you know works. Yeah. So playing by yourself in comedy sports. Not mm-hmm. a big deal. Absolutely. Sure. Um, let's try this. I mean, maybe all four of us can, or you know, most of us can be part of this. Uh, a little game called New Choice. Okay. So um, in this game, we'll just be doing a scene, perhaps of people sitting around a table. And um, whenever uh, whenever anyone... I'll do Foley work. Stop. Uh, uh, for now, I'll say whenever I go ding, I'll say New Choice. The last person who spoke will make a new and different choice from the one they made. Uh, I can say ding New Choice as many times as I want to you until I'm satisfied. Perfect. All right. Um, so, uh, where is uh, just wreck your brains real quick, guys? Where's a place where three people might meet? Restaurant. W- a specific restaurant? And uh, well, I'm sorry. Let me hit the button. On <laughs> okay. the, uh, <laughs> Chipotle. Thank you. Okay. So the suggestion is Chipotle. Take that as you will. This is the game of new choice. Hey, I have a complaint. Oh, certainly. I can. I can help you with that as assistant manager of this Chipotle. Yeah, I have a stomach ache. Ding. New choice. Congratulations, you get my my kid. Uh, Dad, Dad, no, Bobby. Okay, we're not equipped to handle. Bobby, they're gonna you're gonna kids. have a better life with Chipotle. Okay, I love you, Bobby, and this is the best. This is the right thing, right? Ding, ding new choice, Doug O'Carr. Bobby, you're a disappointment. That's why you're going to Chipotle. <laughs> Thank you, Chipotle. Appreciate it. Uh, Bye. Oh, uh, Do Dad. Jeez, oh, don't call me that. Call ding, me new choice. Uh, hi. Ding, new choice. Uh, how are you on a fryer? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Why does your name tag say ass man? <laughs> Ding, new choice. <laughs> Why does your name tag say assistant manager? Ding, new choice. Why does your name tag say new dad? What does my name <laughs> Jeez, this guy is good. Was your old dad like a magician? Ding, new choice. Oh, I've. It's, they say dress for the job you want, <laughs> and as a lonely person, I've just. I've always wanted someone to pass down this Chipotle excuse franchise. Excuse me, excuse me. I'd like to get a burrito, please. Oh, certainly, uh, Bobby. Um, time to prove your metal. If I fail, are you gonna pass me off like the last dad? Ding! New choice. If I fail, are you going to give me to this woman? Ding, new choice. If I fail, are you going to fry me up with the rest of the chicken? It'd be barbacoa, Bobby. <laughs> I'm sorry, did he say you fry your chicken? I'm so, I am... <laughs> I am, and I. I he's I very new, ma'am. I'm. He's. We're training him in. Look, I would just like. I would like a uh, a vegetarian bowl, please. Ding, new choice. I would like uh, tacos with no meat. Please. Ding, new choice. Could I have a uh, a side salad of ding, quinoa? new choice? You are a handsome man, and oh. I like your name. New dad. I like that in a man. Um, could would you oh. consider? Ever going out with a, a customer? Ding, new choice. I have $5 and 10 minutes. Wink, wink. Oh, you can get a whole bowl for that. <laughs> <laughs> new choice by us. I think well, we saved Chipotle. I think, I think we saved Chipotle. <laughs> Take that, antibiotic-free <laughs> pork. Um, 
So uh, uh, we always end our show with sort of a jump out game, a one joke game. Uh, I've, you know, when being in theater, you always hear audiences remember the first five minutes and the last five minutes. So we want to leave them laughing. So we're going to try a couple of these sort of last chance sure. jump out games. They're sure, really sure, fun. Sure. In other words, if you weren't funny for the whole show, now is your chance. This will save your butt okay. so okay. hard. Okay. It's great. I would like, I will try. Um, let's try this one. I, I, how are you at puns, Matt? I'm fine. Great. I'll, You'll love this I'll game. You'll least. love this game. This game is called 185. Okay. It's really easy. So it's a setup. It's a setup game. Mm-hmm. So you have most of the joke is already done for you. You're going to say 185 suggestions walk into a bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. And the suggestions answer back punchline. Mm-hmm. So that's all there is to it. So for example, if it was uh, spaghetti, you might say 185 spaghettis walk into a bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. And the spaghetti says, that's all right. We're already sauced. <laughs> uh, Get it? Yeah. Yes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it's that dog from, from no, the Wacky that, Races. That, that was the spaghetti. It's, it's <laughs> Do something, Muttley. So, uh, so speaking of Muttley, the dog, let's just use dog. 185 dogs okay. walk into a bar. Anyone can just start and go for it. 185 dogs walk into a bar. The bar says, I'm sorry, we're closed. The dogs say, well, that's rough. But um bum ha <laughs> 185 dogs walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we're closed. Dogs say, oh man, we wanted to get unleashed. Yeah. 185 dogs walk into a bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. And the dogs say, come on, not even one cocktail. Oh, 185 man. dogs walk into the bar. Bartender says, sorry, the bar is closed. 185 dogs say, let's walk. <laughs> <laughs> 185 dogs walk into a bar. The bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. Then there's a long pause. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 185 dogs walk in the bar. The bartender says, sorry, uh, we're closed. And one of the dogs say, well, can I come back tomorrow? Canine? Never mind. All right. <laughs> 185 dogs walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we're closed. The dogs say, oh, man, that's like getting turned down from seven bars for us. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's a really good one. Let's change it up. Let's change it up. Um, uh, uh, how about, uh, how about a, a, a fictional character? Uh, any anyone? Anyone at all? Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Okay, 185 Tom Sawyers walk into a bar. Uh-huh. Let's try that. Even though he's underage, it's okay. Right. 185 Tom Sawyers walk into the bar. Bartender says, "I'm sorry, we're closed." And 185 Tom Sawyers say, "Oh, don't brush us off." Oh, I get that one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> 185 Tom Sawyers walk into the bar. Bartender says, "I don't think this is right." 185 and say, "Hey, sorry, we're closed." And 185 Tom Sawyers say, "Oh, what you think we're a bunch of riffraff?" No, or is that Huckleberry? Is that Huckleberry? Yeah, that's Huckleberry? Okay. That's okay. 185 Tom Sawyers walk into a bar. Bartender says, "Oh, sorry, uh, we're closing right now." And the the Tom Sawyers say, "Oh, what are you in a rush?" Nice. Oh, uh, rush, Tom yeah. Sawyer. I get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 185 Tom Sawyers walk into a bar. The bar says, "I'm sorry, we're closed." And the Tom Sawyer's like, "Dude, we really want to. That we brought this girl. We totally want to Thatcher. I don't know. If that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't Becky know. Becky Thatcher. Becky Thatcher. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you would Thatcher. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 185 Tom Sawyers walk into a bar. The bar says, I'm sorry, we're, not, we're closed. And the Tom Sawyers say, oh, Huck. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's not good. Uh, how about, uh, finally, uh, how about like uh, uh, something you might find around the house, like an object around the house? Broom. A broom. Great. 185 brooms. 185 brooms uh, walk in the bar. Bartender says, I'm sorry, uh, we're closed. Uh, you'll have to come back. Now get out of here. And 185 brooms say, quit it. <laughs> 185 brooms walk into a bar. Bartender says, "I'm sorry, we're closed," and the brooms just bristled. Ooh, Ooh. nice. 
185 brooms walk to the bar. Bartender says, I'm sorry, we're closed. You have to come back tomorrow. And 185 brooms say, we can't handle this. Handle, because brooms have yeah. handles. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have some. Yeah. 185 brooms walk into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we're closed. And the brooms say, oh, we were just going to DD anyway. And 185 witches go, <laughs> <laughs> Specific, very specific. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. That's a good one eighty-five. Yay! Yay. So uh, we have time for one more. Great. I mean, we could do the celebrity punishment ones. It's kind of like one eighty-five. Sure. I don't uh, read enough people in Us magazine. But I'll try. That's okay, because celebrities are just like us. Um, <laughs> only better. Only better. They shop in the same stores. Look, Jennifer Garner. She's buying, but by themselves but, because everyone else has been. been Kicked out. Anyway, uh, this game, Celebrity Punishment, it's sort of based off of uh, the movie Wayne's World. In that movie, oh right, yeah, okay. in that movie Wayne's World, um, Wayne and Garth hang out and they uh, talk about like, oh man, she's so hot, she's Abraham Lincoln, and so it's yeah. like, oh well, okay, so you have to make puns off a celebrity's name uh, based off that. So it'd be like uh, if uh, Abraham Lincoln was a toy, he'd be Abraham Lincoln Logs, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Got it. So uh, we need a celebrity of some kind. Rack your brains, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said Hugh Jackman on the show before, so Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Okay, so try to so Hugh Jackman. So, uh, so if Hugh Jackman was a tool that construction workers use, he'd be Hugh, Hugh Jackhammer. Jack Hammer. Oh. Yeah, see, there you go. Oh, I get it. So if Hugh Jackman got stuck in a hole trying to get honey, he would be Winnie the Pooh Jackman. That's correct. I get it. <laughs> if Hugh Jackman sold a bunch of surplus knickknacks, he'd be Hugh Jacksman. If, if, if Hugh Jackman uh, sold some uh, mid-range men's clothes, he'd be J. Crew Jackman. J. Oh. J. J. Crew Jackman. I like. If he was really big, he'd be Huge Jackman. Yeah, I didn't yeah that's good. That's good. If he had sideburns and pointy hair, he'd be Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> but only for one more movie. Right, only no, that's for right. one more movie. I'm um, done, mate. I'm done, mate. <laughs> I'm 150. Um, <laughs> how, about, uh, how about another uh, celebrity? Um, Van Johnson from the 1940s. <laughs> Such a good actor. Such a good actor. <laughs> Yeah, Veronica Lake. Veronica Lake? Sure. Veronica Lake. It can work. It can work. Sure. Yeah, like if Veronica Lake lived out west, she'd be Veronica Lake Manitonka. See how that works? Yeah, yeah. nice, nice, nice. No one else can do a lake joke. Screw you yeah, guys. Okay. If she was very if she was very musical, she'd be Harmonica Lake. Uh, <laughs> or Veronica Lake. Never yeah, mind. if she was Elvis Costello. Yeah, right, yeah. Was, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> If her and a bunch of friends ate a goat in the water, she'd be Veronica Lake. <laughs> if she really let herself go, she'd be Veronica Ocean. <laughs> yes. Are we supposed to do better than that? No, no, no. We, we can't. We can't do New better. New choice. Than that. Tweet. Uh, uh, how about a, a fictional character? We can do fictional characters too, but preferably one that has uh, like a first and last name. Tom. No. <laughs> Don't say Tom's Okay. Uh, let's How see. about Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, if, if Sherlock Holmes is a Christmas carol, he'd be Sherlock Holmes for the holidays. Nice. Thank you. If he got paid better, he'd be Sherlock Mansion. <laughs> that sucked. That, that sucked. <laughs> Don't try to pull Veronica Ocean over Yeah, there. it didn't work. Yeah. Damn it. If he was a rapper, he'd be an, an older rapper, he'd be Sure Shot Holmes. Sure. Yeah. It, if he uh, if he was a rabid dog, he'd be Sherlock Holmes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, if you got a HGTV show, he'd be Sherlock Flippin' Holmes. 
famous celebrity punisher. Yeah. I think we found Philip's strong point. Yeah, I think so. His God. disdain for the outside world. See, that guy <laughs> behind the wall said some I, funny I stuff. Know. He wasn't off-putting at all. Not at all. I don't know what that guy was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Philip, you were great. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yay. Yay. Next up, Pats. And that's our show. Thank you to Doug Nethercott and Doug Okar from Comedy Sports, Twin Cities, and I guess... Oh, Philip Simondet also. From Comedy Sports, <laughs> Twin Cities. Uh, so you can learn more about what's happening over at Comedy Sports by going to... Uh, www.comedysportstc.com. Remember, that's Comedy Sports with a Z at the end. TC as in totally cool. <laughs> We're on Facebook, too. Yeah, and and what's the address there? It's uh, CSC Twin Cities, home of comedy sports uh-huh. and we're also on twitter at cscTC and instagram cscTC look for our aol chat room that's buried uh, or prodigy uh, yeah prodigy yes yeah. uh is is your twitter funny or is it just news it's just news okay yeah. i mean is your twitter ju- like news or is it just funny it's news it's just news <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's just news <laughs> just can't come up with anything clever and nope, Got nothing. You got nothing. All right, please check them out. Uh, go to their shows. They're really, really, really fucking good. Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Thursdays, I didn't know you Fridays, could say that. and Saturdays. Yeah, no, we're not all ages on here. Oh, um, I know, but up till now, and people don't listen to the outro. <laughs> so, anyway, Philip, what is going on in your improv world? This month's local music scene guest on Monday, June twenty seventh, is Mama Caught Fire, yeah. and I cannot say enough how amazing they are. I've heard they're terrific. They're a trio, and they're of of ladies and they're fantastic yeah uh and uh local music scene has added some new uh players that's right we lost some some numbers and so yeah. we're back up to uh a healthy nine is what i like to keep that at. that's fantastic everyone likes good a healthy ba- nine uh, that's <laughs> a, i think that's a movie isn't it the healthy nine yeah the healthy nine it's, yeah. a, it's a tarantino film. yeah it yeah. is yeah um matt how about you oh it's philip yeah it's a new yeah. thing it's a new thing <laughs> He never used to ask. Anyway, I still have shows in June and July for the Troika winning group, uh, the Sultans of Silly, Woo-hoo. on Wednesdays at Huge Theater. That's Huge Theater, 3037 Lindale Avenue South. Uh, and go to hugetheater.com for information about that show and more. How can people get a hold of us, Philip? They can uh, like us on facebook.com slash nextatbat. Send us an email, nextatbatpodcast at gmail.com. And check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review us, let us know what you think. Tune in next week when we're going to have Neutrino or members of Neutrino because there's like 45 fucking people involved in that show. Yeah, Uh, most of them are cameras. Yeah, that's most of them are cameras. Ben Hur became cameras after the show. show. Yeah, I now gender identify as a Nikon. (laughs) It's like that movie in the hotel where you turn into dogs and other animals. If you don't find love, right? Are you You talking about the lobster? Yeah, the lobster. Oh, I thought you you were talking about four rooms. <laughs> um, no one's ever talking about <laughs> Nope. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> whoever made it just had hope for a second. What was that? <laughs> nope. Tune in then. Uh, check out Neutrino on Next Step Bad. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But until then, as always, put everything in air quotes. People won't know if you're serious. 